Hello again, everyone. Welcome to this 53rd episode of The Chatter. We're on year two, Colleen. Um, we are, aren't we? F- FM 98.3 KCRD and on the KCRD mobile app. Let's begin in the name of the Father Amen. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O oh, most gracious Virgin Mary, Mary that never was it known that, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought, sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as you can tell, Mark Hager is in the house, and he is in rare form tonight. He is, boy. We should have started recording about 10 minutes ago, and Mark started chatting. We would have had to add it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Yeah, 53rd episode. That means we're on the uh, two-year cycle here going through. We are, and, yeah, uh, that's right. It's been over a year. And we've so. made it. Kind of like the gospel readings, right? Kind of Two like, years. we're just like the gospel <laughs> readings, exactly. Mark. Yeah. We're on cycle oh. B now. And and you're fresh off vacation. It was fun. It really was. We got to uh, do some air streaming, and uh, it was nice to get away and still be uh, connected. Technology is good. Uh, you've got some great connections, and then... It doesn't work, which is even better. <laughs> so you were able to connect in the Airstreamer no matter where you went. You were able to... Well, as long as you can get a good, uh, a fairly decent cell connection. We've got data plans and cell phones. and. Do the campgrounds offer Wi-Fi or no? You know, they say they do. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if there's a tower in the area. Well, they have some re- yeah. repeaters. There's some... Uh, uh, Wi-Fi antennae, and they even have cable TV hookups down here. I don't watch cable TV at home, so right, yeah. right. And you think you're going to a campground? Aren't you kind of going to get away from all that? That's exactly it. So, uh, except I do get the Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. but maybe that's because I'm addicted. Well, it's nice. Uh, instead of working most of the day. I can get in and check some emails. Uh, you can get a hold of me. Mark can get a hold of me and see what's going on. And there is something to that. Even yeah. when I'm on vacation, I do like to pop in every now and then and get rid of all the junk so you don't yeah. come back to a thousand emails. Yeah. If uh, the Blessed Mother has appeared or the second coming of Christ has come, please get a hold of me right away. But <laughs> yeah, right if away. we're under nuclear attack, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're all going to the Airstreamer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Reminds me. <laughs> Remember when we were all in grade school, they had those nuclear uh, drills where you got under the, under desk. the desk and your head between your knees. Yeah. Was that going to help? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and your heaviest book over your head with yeah, the, yeah. yeah, all of that. Well, we, we actually had a shelter in Dyersville, you know, and stuff. And they would march us over there like once every six months or whatever. Really? And you'd go down there and stuff and just, you know, this is pretend. And, and you go like... What's going on here? Yeah. Is it still <laughs> there? Like, oh, yeah. What's, yeah. What is it, it still? It was under Jack's uh, uh, home flooring and stuff. And oh, sure. By the, right by the bridge there. And, okay. Yeah, and it was just weird. It and was they just, had a big stash of saltine oh, crackers yeah, in there. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and chlorine for some reason. Well, I don't yeah, know because the, uh, yeah, the yeah, water needed yeah, to be purified. Exactly, yeah. Or that doesn't help much. Yeah. 
I don't think bleach takes out uh, radioactive <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah, wow. But yeah, it was it was pretty spooky. You know, it's just like one of those things that you just like to want to forget. You know, just mm-hmm. like, but you don't. <laughs> You know, I still think about it. You know, well, that they would had leave the big an impression. sign on the on the front of the building. You know, with it. You know, what did it have? Like the skull the, and crossbones no, the, kind uh, of. No, it's the radio. Oh, yeah, that the radio triangles. Yeah, the triangle, triangle thing. Yeah. So, anyhow, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> Are Bad you going to put one of those on the airstreamer? <laughs> yeah, we're safe. Yeah. yeah we're safe. <laughs> so you stayed in uh, Southwest Wisconsin. So did you get to Mass? You. Know, we did. So we went up the Iowa side and crossed over to uh, the the Big M, Minnesota, and uh, then crossed over to uh, to Wisconsin. And that's what I, I, I love getting away, spending time uh, with Marianne. And we were just on the eve of our 40th anniversary. Can you believe anybody anniversary. spent 40 years with me? But we made plans to get up, uh, tear down and head to Mass, and I'm not going to say the cities because there aren't a lot of churches in these cities, but what a disappointment. Mm. I, th- I think the, um, and I don't mean to be critical here, but the, the near blasphemy, the near sacrilege, uh, I think this is what angered the Blessed Mother and her son when she talked about the sins that are offending God, which are idolatry, the first commandment, and uh, blasphemy, the second commandment. But the third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath day, the profanation of the Mass. And as one guy said up there, he was traveling too. Going to Mass on the road is like a box of chocolates. You never know what's inside. Mm. And it was... It just started out. The liturgical music was all on compact disc. Uh, on compact disc. So there were there no singers, a, no musicians. They just pressed play. They pressed play, and the entrance, the entrance. I'm going to say antiphon. The entrance song was the Our Father. I don't know any liturgist who by any stretch would sing the our father upon entering into the uh, wow did they did they say the our father then when they were supposed to or did they sing um yeah. gather us in oh they they did <laughs> and they were holding hands like a uh, a life chain uh, across the lake uh, it, it was just and even the preparation they had two altar girls up there who didn't know what they were doing. In fact, the one altar girl had to leave the sanctuary and pull, drag by hand the other girl into the sanctuary to assist the priest at the uh, washing of the hands to take the purificator from the priest. It It was just a box of chocolates well you're right you travel you never know what you're going to get and when you say things like that i think we really are blessed in this area i've never seen any of that around here no no but it just is i i was i was tempted to leave because it was so uncomfortable and then it went from a a discomfort to annoying and then it went i said Jesus, 
I'm thinking, praying, Jesus, do I have to stay here for the? And then it struck me, not that Christ was speaking to me, but I can't leave. And I'm thinking, all right, Jesus, I'll stay here with you. If it's that uncomfortable for you, I'll stay here and, and write it out. It, was, it must have been what like uh, John felt at the crucifixion. Christ couldn't leave. I'll stay here with you. Hmm. That's a good insight. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news, but good insight. Yeah. But that is what I do not like about traveling is the inability to get to daily mass, the box of chocolates on Sunday mass, and the lack of Eucharistic adoration chapels, Mark Hager. Uh, what a blessing it is to be in Dubuque with the power of prayer. And, uh, you know, if you can't get there, you can swing over to St. Joseph Chapel, that beautiful chapel that Father Parker built mm-hmm. at St. Mary East Dubuque. And, uh, and on that note, I continue to see that there is an ongoing need for adorers here at Power of Prayer and at St. Uh, Joseph Chapel, Mark. Yeah, I've talked to um, her over there and stuff, and sh- and she said the same thing. And but it was interesting uh, this this last weekend. I've been working on uh, the Pilgrim Virgin program mm-hmm. and trying to fill those spots. And over the last five years, so I went back. We have lost thirty five adorers over the last five years. Lost re- how? Well, either through death through moving through covid through all the uh retirement centers that have shut down one oh. last in. and i'm thinking so i'm i'm struggling to fill those spots because we only have right now we only have about 40 and so i'm and there, doubling up and there's 52 weeks it's in a 52 year 52 weeks and we got 168 doubling. hours a week we'd like to and have two people just, there but this is just no this is just on the pilgrim virgin program. oh the pilgrim virgin right that doesn't include the power of prayer chapel which we've lost so many people and so many you know and we've been asking and we continue to ask and we pray every day for those spots to be filled. So, Mark, people are listening right now. How do they get a hold of you? Just uh, what, call what's, me. What's, what's the number? Let's get Five, a number. 563-213-0477. What about yeah. Melissa's? 563-564-6365 Miss, uh, is her number. And Now, I notice when I go in there, there's typically a, a three-ring binder or some visitors log and right. would you be interested in an hour how can people do that yeah, if they just, just pop in there and sure. say sign up and and you know if you want to go in just for an hour that's fine but if you want to become a regular door just you know let melissa know and uh yeah or let me know either way but um the other thing is like i said just we've lost so many people through throughout these last five years on and in you know, organizations that we used to be able to go into. And it's tough to fill those spots, you know. And I don't want to double up on people. You, Colleen, you have it twice a year now, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, you know. So we're looking, fi- it's once a week, right? Once 50, a week. 52 yeah. weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it's such a blessing, especially if you have children in your family. It's such a blessing to have the Pilgrim Virgin there and to pray the rosary as a family. I remember that yes. when I was a kid. Yeah, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. 
That gives me an idea. We ought to put a sign-up ticket in the next ox, which is going out here in September. So mm-hmm. why don't you uh, get us a sign-up form yeah, or I'll do that. that kind of thing going okay. on. Mm-hmm. But back to the adoration, Colleen, you've been doing that. I know you got a thought, but I'm going to put this in your head. Okay. The fruits. What has Eucharistic adoration done in your life, your marriage with Bill, over how many years you've been going? Yeah, you know, we've just hit 31 years this summer, but... There's no sweeter way to spend an hour. No sweeter way. And I can't tell you how many times I have walked in that chapel irritated about something, mad about something, um, confused about something, and after an hour, you walk out a new person. Such a sense of peace. Spending a time with the Lord. You know how many people have cancer and they go for radiation? Right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is like radiation for your soul. No matter what you've got going on, you spend an hour in front of divine radiation and you're going to come out uh, feeling pretty good. And when we stand before the Lord at the end of our lives, which every one of us will, we will never regret a holy hour that we have made. You don't want to stand there and for the first time have them say, well, who is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you here yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. And I think the power of prayer, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, isn't the Adoration Chapel here in town the oldest continually running Adoration Chapel that is run by laity in the country? It could be. I it think it is, because when I was involved with power of prayer, I, yeah. I think I looked into that. There are, of course, other Adoration Chapels, but many of them are run by religious or, or they're in a convent or, or something but to have it run round the clock with laity i think it's the oldest in the country and when did it start in the 70s yeah it was 19 uh, well it was 50 years ago because betty Fremont was the first one that had the pilgrim virgin in her mm-hmm. house but it was it, it also goes back all the way down to archbishop cusera who and burn 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 started it i know we had the pilgrim virgin in the yeah. 70s right yeah yeah uh, Well, now you talked about Betty Frummelt in an earlier uh, episode of the chatter. Mark, uh, she was the first to host the Pilgrim Virgin. Is that correct? And is that is this the fiftieth year? Two thousand. Last year was last year. Yeah, last October second, fifty nineteen seventy-two. Snoozed right through that. Yeah. So October second, seventy-two. Well, then it's this year. This is twenty-two. Was it seventy-one? Maybe. I don't recall. We're right at the no, 70. Yeah, Where's the archivist no, when we need him? I right. know. Exactly, but, yeah, you know, I yeah. remember at the beginning when the um, Pilgrim Virgin program started, the archbishop used to go mm-hmm. to whosoever house had it. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Here you are at home. I'm going to start the rosary, and in comes the archbishop. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have bought pretty, the cookies. Should have yeah. baked the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah. Steve and Connie Hardy tell me a lot of stories about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so... Um, I won't go into it right now. I'll talk about it later. But yeah, so if you're if you're listening to this right now and you yeah. kind of feel a stirring in your heart, um, please reach out to Mark or Melissa. What are the numbers again? 563-213-0477, 563-564-6365. And consider asking God um, where he wants you, what day, what hour, and if I if I can put a challenge out there, make it sacrificial. Mm-hmm. If you're a morning person, 
make it an evening hour. If you're a night owl, make it a morning hour. Add a little sacrifice to your prayer, and you will never, ever regret it. And if you think that there's a problem too insurmountable in your life that nothing can fix, you ain't seen our mama in action. Yep, there you You go. pray a rosary over there, and you give it to her. So yep. it's a very, I think that's probably a reason why Dubuque has been spared many natural disasters, um, lots of other things, I think, is because all of the prayers that have gone up from this city. We need to continue those prayers because the, uh, you know, the city has, uh, I don't want to say been rocked, but it has, uh, the landscape is, is changing here. There's seems to be an increase in domestic violence and uh, those kinds of things going on. And the prayers, especially the prayer, I mean, it's one thing to pray for yourself and for your family, but the the prayers that are really gratifying to the Lord are, are when we are praying for others mm-hmm. in a in a selfless way. Mm-hmm. We had the privilege of doing uh, lunch with Father uh, Dellert and uh, Deacon Bill and Sue on Monday, and uh, no, on last Friday, sorry, and uh, it was interesting because they started talking about the Catholic schools, and they said in the 1960s and into the 70s there were 10 thousand catholic students mm-hmm. in our stu- in our schools wow yeah we are down to 1600 it's a tenth mm. yeah well that's right every parish had a catholic school and if you drove down the street in you know another part of town you knew by the color of the plaid skirt yeah. which catholic school they went to yeah. i remember that yeah yeah the clans the clans, yeah. yeah. What tartar is yours? <laughs> or is it tartar or tartar? I don't know. You said what tartar, and I was thinking sauce. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're coming up on the end of the first segment here, Colleen. We want to uh, thank some of the sponsors here at the show. Molo Oil Company, all of the Molo gas stations around town. They have gasoline, and uh, you do that. And... Uh, one of my favorites, this is where Grandma used to take us, the Dickieville Grotto. Oh, Remember my goodness. Remember when Grandma goodness. used yeah. to take you over the Dickieville Grotto yep. over there? <laughs> Go on over and see Nicole and uh, all of the good people at the Dickieville Grotto. And the Molo Oil Company fill up your tank there. So we will be back with segment two on the chatter raft right after these announcements. We are back. This is The Chatter, episode 53. Um, we're recording on um, the 1st of August, which is St. Alphonsus. I love him. Is he great or whatever? He's so great. I just call him the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I was Ligori. Ligori. Alphonsus Ligori, who was, uh, well, we knew he was brilliant by way of his writing, but mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to a uh, priest give some background on it he in his age in his era graduated from law school at the age of 16 mm-hmm. yeah he was brilliant for sure and won all these cases and what happened was he lost a case on a very yeah. simple oversight yeah. it threw him into a tailspin really yep. that's what happened yep. and yep. that's why he said 
nope, I, I can't do this anymore. And he turned to religious life. Yep. Fascinating. I, I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you read any of St. Alphonsus Liguori stuff, and man, your heart will burn. Mm-hmm. He really can set your heart on fire with love for the Lord. He's got a lot of good books out there. Speaking of your hearts on fire, Mark, what's going on in California? Well, Michael uh, Forrest has been out in uh, Napa for the last five days here at the uh, uh, Napa Valley Conference, as they call it, and they call in all these religious people that want to come out there and speak and donate their uh, $5,000 for a few days. And Is that how much a ticket costs? Yeah, it's, yeah. I hear he's so, doing sidewalk counseling. No wonder I never get an invite. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, so Michael, Michael, uh, not only Michael Boris, but uh, Father Altman was also disinvited this year <laughs> because they said he was too controversial. And uh, so anyhow, uh, nobody knew about it until the last minute. So Michael's out there doing his sidewalk videos and talking to people and seeing what's going on. And he talked about all the stuff that um, you know. This is supposed to be such a uh, a uh, phenomenal place to hold these uh, religious retreats where all the bishops and priests and everybody else are invited, and yet at the same time they're holding gay marriages every other weekend out there. And uh, so Michael brought that to everybody's attention um, because it was not on their website, but it was through the gay marriage websites that they were promoting all this stuff and saying how phenomenal, what a place this is to hold this. So there they are down in the caverns holding daily mass and doing all this, and then next week they'll have gay marriages out there. So Michael was talking about it in in the context of, you know, really we need to have exorcisms out here to do, you know, to dispel all these demons that are in this place. And we need to have Michael Bush, is that? Or, no, it's. I think it's uh, Tim. Isn't Tim it? Tim Bush, uh, renounce Tim Bush. Renounce all. Oh. He owns the Napa Valley. Okay. Uh, wineries and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a family yeah. uh, hospitality chain. Right. This yeah. is one of several properties yeah. that they exactly. own in California. Yeah. And they rake in millions and millions of dollars every year on this stuff. But uh, you know, it was never brought to anybody's attention until recently when Michael Voris started checking into it of what all was going on out there. So, I mean, Church Militant and Father Altman, Father Altman didn't even know that he was not invited, uh, got the message through a third party that, uh, yeah, yeah, you're off the list. Sorry, buddy, you know. It's like me at and, Thanksgiving. I yeah. didn't know I wasn't <laughs> yeah. supposed to be here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. You, you brought a pig, not a turkey, you know. <laughs> Jeez, what was Turn-duck that all one. about? Wait, what do you, you do, Turdurkin? Yeah, Turdurkin. It tastes great. Yeah, I know. What is it? Turdurkin. Turdurkin, yeah, yeah. But so anyhow, that's what's going on out there in the friendly old California. Colleen, what do you make of this? I mean, it's just pathetic. It really is. It's Yeah, I mean, it's hard on one weekend. You have all these religious here. You're having a pretty traditional Catholic conference, mass, like you said, maybe even Eucharistic processions, probably the oh, yeah, rosary. Yeah. So, And then you flip a switch, and the next week you've got a celebration of sodomy, which we know um, offends God. So it's it's kind of hard to figure that out, isn't it? Well, you know, they talk about it's th- these conferences are all about oh ch- we've got to change culture. Well, how about changing 
what you're te- what you're doing as mm-hmm. far as it, you know relating to culture. Here you are, you are. Uh, Isn't this misplaced indignation on your part, Mark? I'm going <laughs> to just go there. Yeah. Isn't it, Colleen? Go deeper. What do you mean? There? Well, I. Yeah, go this deep. doesn't happen accidentally. This does not happen accidentally. You don't think that the the Bush family, purportedly devout Catholics, or at least a family that promotes Catholicism, knows what's going on in the properties that they own and manage, and you don't think that the people who are booking, who are participating at the Napa conference know what goes on there i mean if you're going to anywhere i don't care if it's a campsite an airport a restaurant you're looking at their online reviews you you check their menu you see who else is going on there this this is hiding in plain sight how can you not know what's going on see that and and michael brought that up he said if you go to their website you will not see anything, anything about gay marriages on their website. Nothing. So they're he deliberately hiding that. They are hiding that. So he said how we found out about this is because we went to the gay marriages website where they said, oh, this wonderful Napa Valley uh, you know, I, venue is hosting all of our gay marriages. But I, I still say this is yeah. misplaced indignation because they're hiding in plain sight. If Michael Voris could find out about it, right? So yeah. too now, yeah. The, the rest of the people. And are finding and, out and about he it. said that today in his interview, he said that a lot of people have come up to me and said, "I can't believe this is going on." I, you know, so some of the so attendees are the caught attendees off guard. are caught. Well, what about the planners here? Oh, the yeah. Monsignore, the well, bishops, the they, priests. They could care less because you know what? They play right into it. I mean, it's that's their venue. You know. I, I'm sorry. I just it it makes me sick. So where do you think the indignation should be directed? I don't know that there should be any indignation at all. If you look at the statistics from public polling, Catholics among all Christians are the highest. I don't want to say congregation. The highest segment of Christians with respect to their acceptance and promotion of homosexuality, of homosexual marriage, bar none. They're head of the Baptists, the Methodists, the Lutherans. Wow. All of that here. The Catholic Church has done a very successful job of misleading Catholics, perhaps including Mr. Bush and his family, as to what the teaching of the Catholic Church are, is, in spite of what you talked about, Colleen, that it's a promotion of sodomy. And that nine times out of ten, our blessed Lord is upset. Well, and and again, that is what our Lord has said, right? We're not not passing a judgment. This is what the Lord has said. Therefore, we have no um, option except to go along with it. I mean... Um, so I don't know what our and listeners you've used are the word thinking. judgment, and I think we need to go there again. There's a difference between judging and condemnation. Sure, sure. Judgments right. are done all day long. You're speeding. It's a foul ball. You're right. You're wrong. You're left. You're right. 
Right. So then I should have said is, there's no condemnation because we, we want everyone to be saved. But you do have to say, you know, that behavior does not please the Lord. Um, and Mark was talking about all of that out in Napa Valley, and it's actually hitting a little closer to home. What's going on? Than Napa Valley. There's a cardinal from Luxembourg who's coming to oh, the area. Oh, I heard about that. I've been getting blown up on Luxembourg would be not Iowa, right? Oh, correct. Good point. Good point, Mark. No, the country of Luxembourg in Europe. Good point. Good point. Because yeah. you know there's and a... And where is Luxembourg, the country? <laughs> yeah, in uh, Europe, right? Oh, well, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's I, over I know, there. It's over by Germany, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's... it's Near it's Belgium, all part of, the Netherlands. Yeah, it's all part of this whole yeah. synod thing that they're yeah. doing, right? Yeah, like uh, I can get the big countries, but yeah. then the little ones like Luxembourg, it's yeah. tucked in there. What's his yeah. name, Hollerich? Hollerich? Yeah, his yeah. name Hollerich. is Hollerich, yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, we all know and love St. Donatus. Correct. Which I think when you drive down there, doesn't it say a Luxembourg village? Correct. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Does, so they're yeah. quite proud of their Luxembourg heritage. Well, this cardinal uh, from the country of Luxembourg is touring the Midwest, visiting some Luxembourg villages, including our own St. Donatus. There we are. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing how he got invited down there. I, you know. Yeah, you know, I, and I don't know if he was invited or if he just said, I'm coming. And when you're so, a cardinal, you don't need invitations. And think how long ago that must have been arranged. You, you, a cardinal just doesn't decide on a Monday he's going somewhere on Tuesday. Mm-mm. Well, and first of all, to St. Donatus, which is what? 500 people if max i if mean that. i'm sorry it's a know. cultural uh, I, I understand and i know why he's doing it what's the art uh, he's got a half dozen an, stops doesn't he's he? got a little bit of an agenda ahead of him you know? he does so he's uh destinations include chicago aurora illinois saint donatus new Ulm, minnesota lacrosse port washington wisconsin and belgium wisconsin now again not to be confused with belgium the country so he's he's visiting quite a few places, but our little Saint Donatus is is making the making the rounds here, making the list. So um, the, and that's August fourth, is that you know I've read? got his dates of July thirty first to the August fourteenth. I would have to click on another thing I, to find I out did, the date. I, did. I think it's August fourth. I think you're right. Yeah, which is I, this week. Yes. Yes. Of course, by the time people hear this, it will have been passed. Yeah, we're That's recording right. on yeah. the 1st of August right. here. And I think August 4th, isn't that the Feast of St. John Vianney? It is. I think it is. I love him, Speaking too. Speaking of that, did you know we uh, received those, would we get 50 John Vianney books? I love him, too. Did you get get one of those? I think I had one. They're just booklets. Yeah. 40 pages? Yeah. I'm not through it yet. You read his quotes oh, these are so quotes from John. anybody wants a copy of john <clears throat> vianney's the curie of ours uh, book here we'll send one off to you here yeah, he'll set your one. heart on fire too so let's go let's go back to this how yeah. the invitation so you know a, a couple questions that when when tom sent me that email i i thought so why why would he be coming i i can see chicago and you know places mm-hmm. like that but why saint Donatus? And it, because you know, it's a Luxembourg community, I no, but I understand that. But a small crowd like that, and a cardinal traveling the world is coming over here. What? What's this message? What does he want well, to? He's promote? going to Kelmuses. He's going to come down for the food. What <laughs> is his message? You know. Well, 
Um, and that brings us back to the Napa Valley topic because his message is he has said earlier this year, 2022, that he believed that the church's teaching on homosexuality was no longer correct. Yes. All right. What's this guy's name? His name is Hollerich. H-O-L-L-E-R-I-C-H. Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude Hollerich. Hollerich. Cardinal of Luxembourg. Yeah. And he says that. The church's teaching on homosexuality was no longer correct. And then he went on to say just last, well, July 5th, that the church, this is a quote, the church needs a change of view on homosexuality to open up to marriage for all and to abolish the obligation of celibacy for priests. Mm -hmm. Kind of weird that he's talking about marriage for all and then he says priests. Yeah. So the next point I want to make is, does does he have to get permission, or should he have gotten permission from the Pope to be on this little, uh, I'm, I'm going to say a rampage, because to me, that's what it is. You're going to promote these heresies throughout the world, and the Pope's not going to call you back on this? I, You know, question? Pope? Huh? Well, what do you think? What do you, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, well, just put that seatbelt back on. Okay, I will. <laughs> but you, you, you wouldn't pretend to excuse me you wouldn't pretend to explain that this cardinal hollerich is the only bishop or cardinal archbishop in the world that holds these views so he reports that's a yes or no question yes that's a yes so he reports to the pope no so if he no no no. They don't? No, this isn't this. No, no. this isn't a business hierarchy of a manager, supervisor, CEO. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, no. no. So they can just go around the world doing whatever the hell they want. I, I'm sorry, the heck do they want, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Strike that from the record, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. No, the Pope doesn't say yay or nay. No, the Mm-mm. Pope is not a... Uh, Actually, if anybody said yay or nay, it would be our Archbishop. And it doesn't say in this flyer if he's going to say Mass or celebrate any of the sacraments, but a bishop is in charge of the sacraments in his diocese. Correct, yes. Do you know if he's going to say Mass? I don't know. I never. I I saw the venue, but it it didn't say Mass. Cardinals hold certain privilege. They are, uh, one, when you're a cardinal, you are a uh, diplomat of the Vatican. You have uh, diplomatic... Um, immunity immunity you do. You do, yeah. doing that they also have the uh, right of confessors which means it's, which means that they can request any valid, validly ordained priest to hear their confession at any time and I've got more on that in a book way up there on top Colleen but there are there are several uh, privileges that are associated with the rank of cardinal uh, that are that are that one diplomatic immunity they are they are essentially princes they're they're citizens of of the Vatican City okay so I'm going to step into this just a little bit deeper with oh, you're our, already stepped with, into <laughs> with, within our community you go any here, further you're going to need a snorkel I'm, I'm going to say I wonder if our Archbishop will be down at St. Donatus to meet the Cardinal and to welcome him with his uh, comments and uh, whatever else is going to be done down there. So with that, I, I know that the prayer request is out there that we will go down there and pray the rosaries 
outside of, you know. The, well, just go back to my earlier uh, statement here, Mark, with respect to the uh, demographics and the, the polling, the attitudes and views of Catholics among Christians with respect to homosexuality, homosexual marriage, and that Catholics lead in in uh, accepting the heresy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, the, but, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying. I'd, I'd like to see what our Archbishop and our local priests are going to do. You know, are they going to be down there and bow down to him, or are they going to? You know, reject him and say, no, get well, out. Look where else he's going, Chicago, Illinois. Yes, exactly. Well, what, what would Supich say yeah, about Supich that? Yeah, Supich say, well, he would bow down to him <laughs> in a heartbeat. And what do you think? Do you think Father Altman will be up there in lacrosse to bow down to him? Oh, I don't think so. Probably I not. don't know. Yeah. We're at the end of segment two of the episode 53 of The Chatter. We'll be right back after these announcements, and uh, we'll get Mark into the shower here. <laughs> We're back. We're in the studio with Mark Hager, Colleen. It was good to see Mark get in out of the shower there. He really uh, stepped That's in. That's right. You know, I do have to say, I admire your zeal, Mark. If people, what, is, what does the Lord say? Those who are lukewarm, I'll spit out of my mouth? Well, here's the, here's the point, folks. Uh, the Lord is drawing a line in the sand, and you're going to have to decide which side of the, uh, of, of, tradition of magisterium and of scripture you're you're going to stand on here for uh, and just because someone is ordained and they make statements which are contrary contrary to sacred scripture uh, sacred tradition and the magisterial teaching no no deacon priest bishop archbishop cardinal or pope who speaks Paul speaks about this. He does. If you hear another gospel other than the one that has been what? Handed on to you. Let him be an anathema. That's right. And so what we were talking about in the last segment about the promotion of the San Francisco lifestyle, that is not what the Catholic Church has taught for 2,000 years. And let me be clear on this here, because this is cutting to the bone in a lot of families. Every family, I will say this, every family has someone who has same-sex attraction, which the attraction is not the sin. The sin is acting upon that attraction in the same way that a married couple, husband and wife, husband and wife, don't act upon the impulse to engage in sexual relationships outside the covenant of holy matrimony. Eh? Exactly. Exactly. This is the way it is. Right. So it's not like we're picking on people that have same-sex attraction. If people have attraction to the opposite sex, they should still not be acting on those impulses. It's called chastity. Yes. We're all called to be chastity based Mm -hmm. upon our state in life. So I think there, there comes confusion because for many, many years, people didn't look things up themselves or know the faith well themselves. And so if a priest or a cardinal or a, even a pope said something 
they thought, well, he must know better than I do. I guess it's okay. Right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. Right. How's that going to fly at your immediate judgment? Yeah. yeah not well. well. You know, <clears throat> Michael Boris on the on the uh, church militant this morning talked about it. He said, "Remember the uh, the the, uh, the gospel." Mm-hmm. Where the the young man came up and said, "I I have done all your commandments." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said Jesus looked him in the eye, and knew. And asked him, "What have you done, for the least of my people?" Mm-hmm. He knew, and that young man turned around and walked away. And as Jesus will say to anyone, "What have you done?" And maybe stop right there. What have you done? Well, you, you can't do that. And yeah. by the way, when, when you have your exit interview with the just judge, it's a one-way conversation. Exactly. There, there's no pleading and saying, Your Honor, you're, you've got it wrong. Yeah. On that point, Colleen, Wednesday, October 19th. This is a save-the-date bulletin. Save the date, whatever you're doing right now. Stop. Wednesday, October 19th, in Dubuque, at the Grand River Center. Who's coming to town? Well, we've got Father William Casey uh, from the Fathers of Mercy coming. The itinerant preachers out of Kentucky. Yes, um, I and love he's, them. I love all them. Yeah, and days. if you've ever seen Father Casey on YouTube clips, or yeah, they'll start, set your heart on fire yeah. too uh, with love for the Lord. But he has a book out. It's called You Shall Stand Firm, Preserving the Faith in an Age of Apostasy. Just what we're talking about right now. All right, for our listeners, help them understand what exactly is apostasy. So apostasy is when you reject um, a teaching of the church. You reject Christ, you reject his teachings, uh, you turn away from the church. Essentially a falling away from the faith. A falling away from the faith. You know, there's a little um, difference between heresy and uh, apostasy and schism and all that stuff, but apostasy is basically leaving the faith. Yeah. It's basically leaving the faith. Heresy is not believing one of the tenets of the faith. Post-baptismal, so someone who's been baptized um, denies uh, a tenet of the faith that they need to hold. And schism is not being in union with the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And apostasy is a falling away from the faith. A loss of faith, yeah, falling away from the one true faith, but also a loss of faith in general. And it's interesting because Christ himself in the scripture He talks about this. He talks about the great apostasy. And he says, when the Son of Man returns, he doesn't say, will he find legalized abortion? (laughs) He doesn't say, when the Son of Man returns, will he find uh, homosexual marriage? He says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith Mm -hmm. on earth? That right there makes you think, well, gosh, if that's the question, maybe... If it's no, then everybody's lost the faith, right? So he talks about the great apostasy. Give us that title again. You shall stand firm, preserving the faith in an age of apostasy. And I'm just kind of looking at some of the table of contents and and what he talks about. But um, the first uh, 
uh, chapter is on the wake-up call. And boy, if we don't need a wake-up call mm-hmm. these days. And the second is chapter is Descent into Barbarism. Wow. Right? And all you have to do is look around. I've called them for a long time, the new barbarians. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that's what you see. Well, Tom, you've talked about it when you go traveling or to different places. It's it's the neo-pagan, postmodernist, human secularist parade. Mm-hmm. Just just going on here. Mm-hmm. So this, fa- go ahead, Mark. This last Saturday, we were on the uh, Pilgrim Virgin program, and the lady that we took it to, um, she talked about this. She she said it's so interesting and so disheartening to see the barbarism that is going on mm-hmm. in the entire world. But she said in this country, she said it's like the fabric of this country is falling apart. Mm-hmm. She said people are. You know, they're fighting each other. They're killing each other. There's no sanctity of life in anything that we see around us. Mm -hmm. And she talked exactly about this. Mm -hmm. It's a post-Judeo-Christian culture here. And let's be clear. Culture is downstream from the church, and politics is downstream from the culture. Mm -hmm. And it's just horrific, Colleen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, mentioning no, um, you know, sanctity of life is not appreciated at all. You guys know what I saw last night? Tell me. I saw a commercial for abortion. What? Oh. I have never seen a commercial for abortion ever. On television? HGTV. Mom had been telling me that she saw this commercial. I'm like, are you kidding? Home and garden television? Mm-hmm. We were watching, I don't know, Ugliest House in America or whatever the show was. And sure enough, there comes a commercial and... Um, and it was for abortion. And of course, it was very tugging at your heartstrings. You know, it had uh, one woman, um, they, were, they were in a kitchen and, and she had one baby in her arms and a couple of us running around and, and she shows the man, I'm assuming it was her husband, the results of the pregnancy test positive. And the, in the background, the voice is saying, you know, maybe there are times when, you're, uh, when you just can't have another child. And then there's another um, picture comes up of a beautiful woman looking in a mirror and she takes this beautiful wig off and she's bald. And the background voice says, or maybe there's sometimes when medically you shouldn't have another baby. Then there's another picture of a woman and she's nursing a, a newborn and it says, or maybe it's just too soon to have another baby. Oh and it my. ends by saying some woman in your life is going to need an abortion in the near future. Wow. Oh my lord. And how you need to I forget the group. It wasn't a it wasn't a congressman or a politician, but it was some nonprofit group that you were supposed to contact that would, you know, restore women's rights. Um I it really I've never seen a, a commercial ever for abortion. That oh is just lord. horrific. Just horrific. Tom, you sent out that email today that I read that about the in the the local paper. Oh, oh my lord yeah, yeah. that was absolutely horrendous i i'm just thinking to myself you got you've got to be kidding how how low can we keep going here and that was like well, with this commercial it, it's it, it, the the media including the local media is just very biased to um abortion and they term it as abortion rights without understanding from where all rights emanate. And and it's wrong. I mean, what about unborn rights? What about right yeah. to so they've they've really twisted it 
to be women's rights when really it's the right to the unborn that have been violated for all these years. You know, let's go back and do some consti- constitutional history here with the um, Declaration of Independence. That all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and and property. Pursuit Light. of happiness. Per- Light. But but Life. but in in yeah. endowed by their creator. creator. Yeah. Rights emanate not from man, man, not from governments. They are a right. This is this is what is so unique in all of history is is that this this is what Lincoln said at Gettysburg. Shall this shall this grand experiment which is the republic, not a democracy. We're not a democracy. The Republic of America the United States, shall it long endure? Because in it, it, in 1860, 1863 at Gettysburg, that was that was the trial of the nation. Shall this this republic long endure? And shall these these rights that are are our endowment from God Himself? They do not come from the Supreme Court. The courts and the governments can only guarantee that which is native to ours, our endowment from our creator. Inalienable means they cannot be taken away from you. And there's a reason there in the order of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There's a reason life was first. Correct. So to say that it's women's rights that have been um, trampled upon or removed or whatever they're saying is just ridiculous. But now, now they are having commercials for abortion well in this article today just really slayed me because you know they talk about oh now the there's no no, no place around here we, we can't get the telemeds or whatever we now now these poor people have to buy gas to drive to iowa city which is the closest place now to get an abortion and and, and yet we have all these places here in dubuque right here in dubuque that will support them throughout their entire pregnancy. Take care of their babies. Take, drop them off at the hospitals. Do whatever you want to do, but don't kill them. It's like seriously. You know what? That reporter called me last week. And I, I saw talked you to him well, for twenty minutes. I saw you well quoted in the article. Right. Talked to him for twenty minutes. And and not a word about Mary's in in the article or clarity was clarity in there. Clarity was mentioned. clarity was mentioned as offering things, yeah. um, everything except birthright. Was birthright on? But they don't they don't give him any money. It's just like seriously, come on. You so know, here, this is the this is the thought process. This is both eugenic and genocide. They're they're tugging on heartstrings, saying that poor women are being taken advantage of, and so we're going to kill their child. So this is eugenics and the genocide of an entire... I mean, if if uh, 65 million deaths in the last 49 years that we know of, that we know of, we can't count the chemical abortions, the the ones that are off the charts, if that isn't a genocide of a nation, if 65 million people were killed in any place... We'd be screaming for genocide. And now it's eugenic here. In, out of compassion, local reporters in local newspapers are saying that we owe it to poor women to kill their child. Yeah. What's wrong with this picture? Oh, 
where do we start huh yeah. let me count the ways the other thing too and i thought maybe this was also why i didn't make the article was because i said you know what's been more of an impact than the row decision is this stupid economy the inflation women that are pregnant and right now are in an apartment mm-hmm can't pay their bills because the price of everything has gone up why don't you talk about All that right, we need to hit the that here. poverty we, we, got, we got three minutes and we're not going to get some of the other things but we got to take the three minutes because we went off track hager did it to us again but we've got to hammer here and combat the misinformation and disinformation with the local press here there is no reason for any woman in three counties joe davies grant dubuque county to say they cannot afford their child. Colleen, give us your number over at the end. We've got Dubuque County Right to Life. There is all kind of money, not government money, private money that will help these women with gas, with automobiles, with food, with shelter, clothing, whatever else. What are you providing? Oh my gosh. Well, at Mary's Inn, they can stay there free of charge um, all during their pregnancy and even after their child is born. Um, for honestly up till two years if if they need to but uh, but we're not the only ones helping women um, what's got Scott over at uh, right to life uh, so Augustine Payne the director of Dubuque County right to life they can help with other things um, and they're primarily an educational organization but there's so many people in this area that are pro-life that are willing to help you you call Dubuque County right to life and they will hear what you need and they can answer that call clarity clinic has all sorts of material um, supplies diapers wipes as does birthright there's no reason anyone in this area like tom said should have to say well i don't have the money Um, so so i want to in stark contrast refute the articles in the local newspaper that say and mislead people that it is an economic injustice that women carry their child to term and there's no help in Dubuque, Joe Davies, or Grant County. Read my lips. And the other thing that comes into play in this is they don't even talk about what happens after the woman has an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... That's, and what she goes through. That's another 60-minute mm-hmm. show on that. Yeah. But, Mark. But, oh, yeah. but you're right. There's plenty of help. And uh, and and the, I think Augustine in the article talked about the safe haven law, that if you have that baby and you decide, I just can't do this, yeah. you can um, take that baby to a, a, a fire station, a police station, the hospital. A radio no station. No questions asked. Yeah. The KCRD, no questions asked. And I think that just changed from 30 days to 90 days. So, you know, two months we just later. Set up, we just set up, I didn't t- even tell you about this. We just set up a hotline at KCRD, a specific telephone number, which is 563-599-2159. 563-599-2159. If you're pregnant and you need help, and you've got some baby, uh, any kind of an issue, 563-599-2159. And within hours you're going to have your prayers answered. And speaking Praise of prayers, speaking God. of prayers, we're, uh, we're out of time. Shall we? Yep. In yes. the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be. be to, to the, the Father, and, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Amen. For Colleen Piasnick and Mark Hager, who's taken us off script for the 39th time this year. (laughs) 
You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. Keep listening. We love you. God bless you.